0: Things haven't really changed. For a black man who's struggling with something inside, I don't think that there's this open space where he can go and talk about it, whether he's gay or not, or whatever he's struggling with. I don't think that there's a space like that. There's no music that people can express themselves, even still now, because I think we avoid that question.
1: What do you give the album at a five? By I though?
2: actually give it I give it a five. And the reason why, okay, okay, it's a big statement, but I give it a five because I let it replay. And I heard it for the first time and it replayed and I enjoyed it again. And then I let it replay again and I enjoyed enjoyed it again. And the reason why is because I appreciated where he was coming from with it being his first album and I felt like he curated it, you know, like, personally, my parents are spoken word artists. So I understood where Koji was coming from, in trying to make it a piece, as opposed to, you know, just like beats and rhymes, which is (laughs) nothing wrong. (laughs) It's nothing wrong with it. But I just, I don't know, I felt the artistry from it. And it reminded me of stuff that I used to, that I listened to, but I'd say used to, because our, our genres come such a different way now. It reminded me of even like old school, Kanye, college dropout, late registration kind of thing, but UK vibes. And I appreciated that of the album, so.
1: Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I think we've got gentlemen gentleman here that wants to. Yeah.
3: Um, for me personally, I think I also rate that a 3.5, close to a 4 though, I would, um, only because I feel like, oh, I, love, I love Koji, I haven't listened to him too much and haven't listened for that long, but this album especially, I feel like it really spoke well to his development as a person and um, with his music as well. Right, you really get a sense of um, how much he's grown mentally um, not, only as, not only as an individual but you know alongside like with his family like that's one thing I really love like the interludes with his mum like that always put a smile on my face because it literally just sounded like I was listening to my own mum as well speaking um, apart from the part of being a troublemaker but <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think my only issue with the album would be like as you said I like that it was really diverse um, it was really mixing up the the UK rap scene um, but I just feel like yeah it could be could have been a bit more concise I feel like there was a few songs in that they didn't necessarily have to be in there um, not that they were bad, but they could have worked as, as as singles. They didn't necessarily have to be in there just to make it flow a bit better. Because there were some really high energy songs in there. There was songs that are more, you know, deep and um, thought out. Um, and I feel like they could have like transitioned a bit better um, throughout the album. But yeah, overall, close to a four, but yeah, three point five for me.
1: Cool. Who else um, wants a uh, Keith? Who's that? Yeah, yeah, Keith. Yeah, this gentleman here.
0: Yeah,
4: so basically uh, my thoughts, I'll give it, in terms of rating to start off with, I'll start with like, I'm gonna give it 3.7. It was lower before today, I'm not gonna lie, but like hearing it with the big sound system and all that kind of stuff, it's definitely jumped up a bit. Um, with Koji, like I've listened to it for a while, but I've always been a kind of a passive listener of Koji's. So like, I appreciate the musicality of it, but more often than not, because of that like, kind of like that high energy, the jazzy beats, all that kind of stuff, I kind of lose the message um so that's kind of confusing sometimes when I listen to koji like you could be like you can hear like a jazz band big band kind of rhythm and it's like a deep message and i'm just like i didn't actually get that from that song because i was lost in what was going on with the beat and it, all that kind of stuff um but it's not until like when you sit down with it and you actually really appreciate some of the messages within it um being a ghanaian um, living in london i can relate to a lot of the messages within it that literally sounds like one of my auntie and all the skits and that kind of stuff so i appreciate that as well um, I think the reason why I'm scoring it down slightly is because I missed the the wavy side of Koji um, from like Cashmere Tears and that 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 particular EP. Um, songs like Sugar, that's like one of my favorite songs by him. I missed that side, the kind of wavy side. I feel it was a bit too harsh for a long part of the album. And then the second, like towards the end of it when it's it a bit slower, I appreciate that. But I would have liked just the wavy element as well in there, even if he's giving the message across. So that's the only reason I, s- I scored it down a little bit. But all in all, solid tape. I enjoyed that still
1: cool 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 how about anyone else here we go
5: hi um so i would say you know when it comes to like the eps that he released before like of course like on the ep you have so much freedom you could just kind of be more real you know when it comes to like releasing this album it was more kind of mainstream, so you have like "Born" and like you have like these tracks that definitely the beat is like really good, but you know we lost like the conscious you know state of mind that he like always kind of delivers. But I would give this a solid seven, seven point five. Oh five seven point oh out of five (laughs) i thought it was out of ten most people don't do out of five okay um out of five okay i would do like uh a 3.5 four maybe okay yeah 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 because I, i still think that there's progression to be made you know based on you know the talent that he has and um what he really has to say like obviously the closing track like that was for his mom and like you know there's so much more like him talking about like his background being ghanaian and you know i think that there's a lot more depth to him that maybe we just weren't able to kind of dip into um with this album and that's why it was like kind of in and out there were waves with the you know like one minute you're up and then the next minute you're kind of looking around like you know wanting to talk to the next person so definitely i still think that it's a lot of potential and i'm very much interested in his sophomore album for sure
1: are you um out of curiosity are you american yes yeah. okay um so with like are like you like with british artists um in particular like how do they like resonate um across in the u s like are they understood is there like intrigue are they respected
5: I don't know if i wouldn't say i wouldn't put respect in there i just would say like it doesn't really (laughs) exist you know i just like no one really knows about like the uk i would say that in the u.s the one person that i knew the most it wasn't stormzy it was the other what's his name um scapta it was scapta scapta was the biggest person that I knew like as far as like a UK like you know rapper um, and that's like if I go back to US now I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody would still knows I don't think anybody really knows like you know anyone else like gigs or like Storms. it's only until me coming here that I'm really like understanding the true artistry and like what's you know available here especially when it comes to like R&B and stuff too like in jazz like which is really big and um, yeah, there's so much more here that I feel like we just really haven't kind of tapped into, but you guys have tapped into us, which is sad because it's like really one sided.
1: Got you, got you, yeah, got okay. you. I think, um, like I'm quite interested, like to know people's thoughts, um, more generally, like regarding you know, like the UK rap or UK music scene, um, and whether you think that it is. Stifling to the point, um, an artist like Cole J Radical can't exist. Like, is there space for artists like Cole J Radical? And if not, that like, why? Why would you say so?
6: Um, hi, hi. Sorry, I got
1: <laughs> there. We go. Sorry. So we'll we'll yeah. go to you next year, and then we'll come to you after
6: yeah, so just on what you're talking about now specifically um, about space for him to exist. I feel like there's this whole genre. So I'm Nigerian and um, there's this whole subgenre of like uh, music. Can you, you just talk a little louder? Please? There's this subgenre yeah. of Afrobeats. It's called Alte um, music. And although Koji Radical is obviously not alter, I know he's done a lot of collaborations with people in that space, like Amare, for example. And that's actually how I got to even listen to him for the first time, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, but uh, for that reason, and because of how much that genre of music has thrived in the UK specifically, I feel like there is a lot of space um, for his type of music, especially in the, bl- well, In the african slash black community especially um and i feel like it's because of um not only is uh, well i guess it's one thing is like the huge um population of like people in diaspora which is also why Afrobeats spread so fast and you know well not fast but you know spread so wildly here in the uk but i feel like it's the same thing for this type of music i'm not saying he's afrobeat centric or any of that at all but i'm saying because of how much the genre has been accepted by the uk specifically that he his music is is well it's not like i said it's not in the same genre but i believe his music has a lot of space and room to grow here as well um but yeah
1: cool thank you for that (coughs)
7: um i i think the 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 question i would ask is to what demographic are you trying to appeal to i mean if we look at the different genres within black music you know People say people have been saying for time Grime's gonna die, but Grime has been thriving and it continues to thrive. You know, the fact that the fact now that I can go onto something like Spotify, for example, listen to Grime, listen to Afrobeats, listen to Afro Swing, listen to the conscious rap, listen to drill, listen to there's so many different genres within this black music bubble and all these artists are making livings for themselves. They don't necessarily sure they may not necessarily be uh charting but if that's not the metric that they're trying to hold themselves to, then it doesn't really matter. So if these artists are able to release um albums after albums, someone like maybe Children of Zeus for example, who I love, yeah, and they've been they've been making music for how long and they're they're still they're still doing their thing, they've been touring, you know what I mean? So there is a lot of more space now because of the tools that a lot of people have at their disposal to reach people and they're not feeling the 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 desire to fit into a certain mold or to chase that certain thing or to aspire to that certain metric. Like, we are at, the, we are at a place where uh, black music is the most diverse it's ever been in terms of exposure. So really and truly, I think now is the, the best time to be a, an artist or a musician,
1: really. Yeah, I think that's quite interesting. Like, um, I think when you kind of look at, like the UK rap scene, and I guess you can say that um, the US scene kind of went through a similar arc. Um, as far as masculinity goes, like particularly like black masculinity, it was very much, <laughs> sorry, um, it was very much um, constrained like within that um, like this alpha male um, archetype, and anything which kind of existed outside of that wasn't really understood. Like I think someone like, um, you know, Cole J, if he came out maybe five or seven years ago, you know, Pete, there'll be a whole load of question marks, you know, around him, you know? But um, I digress. Um, what do you want to say, Will?
0: Um Hello? Yeah, there you hello. go. Um, yeah, uh, I just wanted to piggyback on what you're saying um, in response to what you were saying. Um, first of all, I give it a 4.5, Yeah. And I'll be honest, I I didn't hear all of it. I was like in and out because I was a bit late and whatever. But personally, when I did hear it, I I heard Kanye, like you said. I heard Busta Rhymes. Sometimes I heard Fella, you know. And for me, it's, you know, it's very striking to hear a black musician uh, making music, referencing Busta Rhymes, referencing that sound. To be honest, I don't feel like a lot of UK music has um, referenced that is really grime-geared or drill-geared or whatever. So for me, I really enjoyed it. And I think that I could feel what he's trying to do as an artist. And to be honest, what I felt in his music was a lot of vulnerability. Like you said, where he's putting himself out in a certain way, where people might view him that maybe he's gay or whatever, but he's talking about certain things. You know, so in the way, for me, I received it. It's quite innovative in the sound, you know, in a sense of him trying to merge a modern sound. And for me, what I heard from the sound was you know, he's, he doesn't have that much support. He's actually trying to do something new or create something new, and there's really isn't that support for the type of thing that he's trying to do. So yes, I agree that the opportunity is there and black music is becoming more diverse, but I don't think we've addressed the issues about, you know, sexuality. I don't think we've addressed the issues about sensitivity. I don't think nobody has really released the album questioning black masculinity. I don't think I've heard anybody make that. And I think for me, he this, album was the closest thing that i've heard and 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 from a male yeah doing that
1: And, and how far do you think like we are from like an artist or artists um well i think that, where that as
0: far as we decide to be you know we could all create a, a strong support for his music which is something that he's i feel like his music is crying out for support for the type of work that he's doing and he's saying I, i'm trying to be vulnerable i'm trying to be honest i'm trying to say what it is like to be a black man i'm trying to reference my past and see where my future is that's what i heard and um he said i don't have that many people in the crowd but i'm gonna release it anyway that's what i heard you know and yeah, I, th- I feel like it, it's us to decide. Are we going to support that kind of vibe? Are we going to support more diversity? Are we going to support people Are questioning things? Are we going to pay or recreate what's been done already in terms of grime and drill, which I love? But if we're going to create a, a bigger spectrum for people, it's up to us to decide that, you know?
1: Got you, got you. Has anyone got like, a response to that? okay all good <laughs> 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 there you go
8: yeah just to touch on it all like obviously coming from right out of the sort of spectrum of oh british yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah coming in with irish flow you know uh we we've got a whole different uh, kettle of fish here and the thing is, you know, for me, looking at the album, like, listening to it, I can't wait to hear it live. You know what I mean? I'm thinking to myself, fuck, uh, a good few thousand people there bouncing about. That's going to be 10 out of 10, you know what I mean? I would give it four, four and four and a half, five, like, because he's touching certain points there. I could hear the, the way he's, you know, going into the culture and, you know, shining certain lights that need to be shown and 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 that's it like it's all about that whenever it comes to hip-hop you know it's all about educating and, and making people feel better about themselves as they listen so for me i was sitting back you know enjoying my guinness and thinking to myself fuck what's that one shazam Shazam! <laughs> you know what I mean. So, for sure, like uh, it's definitely up there. I, I'm gonna run it back. Um and I'm really interested to hear more from from Koji. I think that you know, as an artist, and in, in terms of like the game and where we're at, and like the American culture and whatnot, uh, I'm blessed enough to to be around certain individuals within the the space, and I can see that. You know, as she says, you know, people just exist, but in reality, you know, they're really looking at our flow, uh, well looking at the British flow, should I say. I've got a whole different type of flow, but you know, the 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 the, the British flow, like they're looking at that and like understanding, you know, how they can mimic that to make success. And if you actually start to look at things, you know, you, you'll be able to see certain patterns of the, the grime coming into the hip hop. And uh, I think that you know the UK doesn't take enough props, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, like uh, I'm, I'm grateful to be here and uh, thank you, lads. Do d-
1: you know? I think I think you said um like quite a few like good points there. Like I think um like something I'm interested in like particularly what you said like regarding like hip hop being um like a comp- like having a component of like education to it. Right, so obviously, um, as you said, like you're Irish, right? But um, hip hop and grime is predominantly um, black culture, right? Like, how do you, how do you kind of use that as a form of um, education, so to
8: speak? Well, for me, like, I was raised without a father, so I was able to look at the greatest, you know. Tupac, Nas, Biggie, and M and understand how they like done their shit like stud- I, I you know I read their lyrics you know what I mean it wasn't like just knowing them I yeah. was reading them to understand what's actually going on and that was sort of like my uh, guidance as such so that was m- more my education on that term but you know when it comes to just rhythm and flow, like from the Irish standpoint, like there's a whole load of that going back centuries that has almost been uh, like a, almost like a joke uh, as such at a, at a bar, you know, where people would freestyle, but they wouldn't even know it was hip hop. You know what I mean? They would just be getting uh, you know jamming to a guitar you and and, and uh, you know send a couple of words in the same rhythmic flow that would probably be on a hip hop bpm as such yeah. but you know I- it's interesting to see how the, the cultures can start to synergize and you know and everything uh, Cross yeah, each other yeah cross pollinate for sure
1: yeah yeah, yeah. You,
8: you got a point
2: just to say but that's where his cadence comes into play like his him being a poet When you're a poet, you can spit over all kinds of beats, all kinds of flows, yeah, but with your words. It's your words that power you with it. And you can tell that from the way that Koji raps or, you know, just flows. It comes out through through his cadence. That's what I would say. And that's what's very evident, not just in this album, but in all his tracks. But I thought he did showcase that quite well in this album because he showed different kinds of flows that's why i'm a big supporter of this album in particular because it hits so many different people because it is mainstream uh, compared to his previous you know like sugar and all that like yeah people like it we do we support it but not many people know and and they need to know because koji is a really powerful force that comes from the uk but like black british uk which We've got many, many, many artists, but people don't rate us the same as they could. But Koji comes with flow and words that speak volumes. That's what I think personally. So that's, that's why I gave it a five, but what, you know, that's my, that's my business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, and everyone's entitled to their opinion, but I just think that he did bring it to a certain level for people, even if it's not at our level just yet, but for others who are not aware They'll be like, whoa, who's this? Who? Like, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I, I think um, like as far as this like album goes, like there's a few um you know, concepts which I say are quite hard hitting. Um I think particularly around um the topic of like vulnerability, particularly like vulnerability um from men. And like um With that, I think that kind of opens up a more broader question in the sense of like, do you think that men have enough um, spaces to like share their emotional challenges, or does, you know, patriarchy kind of like negate um, the need for for, for men to do so? Go for it. So we go with um, Will first, then we go with Keith second
0: um uh, basically I don't think there is for black men really true space for them to be vulnerable um obviously i don't know if everybody knows, but the highest killer of men in general is suicide i don't know if everybody knows that yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. biggest cause of death of men in general above heart attack cancer any any disease is suicide. men kill themselves constantly and I just feel like even though in the media we have this perception where, like, we're moving forward, yes, we're doing things, you know, there's things that be more open, we're discussing and dissecting toxic masculinity. But when I think about the music industry, especially even within the UK, because to be honest, like, I feel like even in America, within the hip hop scene, even before people like Little Nas X came on the scene, there was people like... um, you know, outcasts. There were people like um, uh, ODB, who was radical, you know, who dressed in different ways, whatever. So in America, I feel like there's definitely a stance and a support for different types of black people. You know, you could be part of the neo black movement. You know, you could be, you know, in that scene in Philly, you know, with, with all them people, whatever, in that hip-hop scene at that time, or whatever. But in the UK, we don't have that there isn't a place for you know for people to be sensitive and talk about that i don't think that's even in within our normal culture
1: why know? do you think that is
0: i think that we haven't allowed that space we haven't allowed that discussion you know we haven't interrogated it and people haven't been brave enough to say i'm going to talk about this i don't care what people think about me people haven't been brave enough to do that and say that so even in the uk i feel like you know on social media, it looks like everything is friendly, people are sensitive, whatever, people are PG. But if you walk around Brixton, it's the same shit, it's the same, it's the same thing. Like, it, things haven't really changed. For a black man who's struggling with something inside, I don't think that there's this open space where he can go and talk about it, whether he's gay or not, or whatever he's struggling with. I don't think that there's a space like that. There's no music that people can express themselves, even still now, because I think we avoid that question, especially for ourselves in the UK. So. I personally feel the reason why, going back to this album, I like it because even though it isn't getting there, but I can see that he's attempted to say something about it and to evoke a conversation. And for that, you know, he, I feel like he has to be commended and given more rates.
1: Cool. Keith?
4: Thank you. Um, I don't want to hug the mic or anything like that, but um, I think for me, I kind of like, I agree with a lot of the points you raised there. Um, It does come down to bravery. And I think the key word for me is like being unapologetically yourself at all times. And I feel like a lot of us um, Londoners, I'd say black Londoners coming from this place, like you kind of fool yourself. Like you mentioned in this, in this, in this album, you mentioned code switching. And I'd even look at it as a black man living in London. I've had to code switch to be more black. Let's say, for instance, you're you're walking around London and that you're you're screwing just to come across a certain way and that kind of stuff. Um, So I feel like there are spaces to be, to have these conversations, there's spaces to be vulnerable, but you have to be unapologetic about finding them, existing in within that, and um, yeah, living within that. I don't think there's enough of it, but I feel like this album is a great example of someone being that, and um, I hope it encourages more people to be more unapologetic, unapologetically jesus a lot of syllables um themselves and yeah so on and so forth basically
1: what, what do you think is like the biggest um like fear around i guess men kind of opening up around things which um are maybe killing them inside the environment we live in i'd say 100 percent that's that's number one
4: um can you expand p- on that so how your peers interact with that like even myself like um I'm not someone that maybe from the outside looking in, I'm someone that struggled with any anything like that because I hold it within myself because I'm more fearful of what other people might think. Um that could be down to like let's say for instance way the way the environment I was raised in, like coming up without like two parents or that kind of stuff. I was even scared to even talk about that. Like you are scared about how you're gonna be really like received when you speak about a lot of things. So I think more than anything it's the environment that you come in.
1: Got you. Has anyone else got anything to add to that?
9: Yeah, I've got I've got something to add. Sorry, sorry. I've got something to add. So who just said that? Oh, sorry, <laughs> Dami. Sorry, I didn't
1: even see you. Do you? You go next,
9: and then you come after. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So for me personally, I just feel you know. I think the reason why a lot of UK artists are like sometimes so like you know be afraid to like express themselves. I just feel like they're kind of like. um, I'm not saying they, they too much take from like the American culture. But I just feel at the same time, they like, you know, find it difficult to like, you know, express themselves in terms of like, you know, like the style, even like what he just said, like what we got from ODB and Outcast and like, you know, artists from that, you know, they change it from the style to like, even to the music right down to the music. So I just feel, you know. You know, I feel I feel like you gay artists should just like, you know, express themselves and don't care about what people think. I think that's what it all comes down to, definitely. Yeah.
10: Um, yeah, I was going to say on the original point, um, that I used to say it was a lot harder to be a black man than even it was to be a black woman. And lots of people didn't even understand this. And one of the reasons was because I feel like as you grow up, You're not allowed to be the full spectrum of yourself. And I don't even mean in terms of vulnerability, which is one part of it, but even in terms of showing too much joy with too many other black people around you and how that will be received by the people around you right now in England because you're living in this society. Say, for example, if you were to grow up in... um, Like, even, say, where I used to live in Sudan, that wouldn't even be a consideration for you because... You were always protected no matter what happened. Whereas I feel like sometimes you grow up knowing inherently that you have to protect yourself. And so it doesn't allow you to have that same ability to explore every single topic that you may want to. That you may want to, not even part of it may be around vulnerability about your emotions, part of it might be vulnerability around your sexuality. But just in terms of every single thing that you want to explore having a safe space to be able to do that and as you grow up you have to create a space to do that that's why i think sometimes when artists they decide okay i'm gonna dig deep within myself they go to a certain layer where they they're like okay something has affected me um say living in a single parent household that's affected me enough to discuss that but then there's so many layers beneath that that i don't think that they even are able to realize yeah. is is the depths to which they need to go because they haven't been able to have that space. And that's why sometimes when I listen to albums I'm like, yes, you were vulnerable to a point, but there was so much more and I don't I I don't judge you for it. I don't judge you for not going there. But I just feel like I wish like for such a long time you had the ability to do that so that now it wouldn't be seen as such a big thing.
1: Yeah. Not really good point. Oh, sorry. Liam.
11: Cheers.
12: Um,
11: yeah, I just wanted to, like, riff on Lina's point a little bit, in the sense of people not feeling like they can be their whole selves. And where you touched on earlier, Jordan, like, J Radical being somewhat out of, kind of, like, the norm, let's say. I think that's even before the music starts, that's like a quite a powerful thing in itself because it gives people who are perhaps cut from a similar cloth like permission to, you know, like indulge that part of themselves. So I think it's very powerful regardless. Um, one thing that came to mind when we were having the discussion around, you know, like mental health and in, in relation to men is um, I find that I feel like that's what's under bubbling under the surface for most people. Is still coming out in our music, but it isn't necessarily th- people tapping into their emotions in like a healthy way. Uh, like, I mean, that's subjective, but always a healthy way. I was thinking about that the song on the album um, with Cash. That's like my favorite bangs in it. Um, but one of the like the hook is I never shed tears in a crisis, and that's cool. Like I I dig that kind of. Um, you know it
1: sounds it sounds cool it sounds more cool than it actually is i
11: think it i think there's an element to of it that is um good because when i hear it i'm like yeah like cuz you have to have like a certain grit in life you ca- you can't fold over like insignificant things but then i was also thinking about it like but it's also okay to shed a tear in a crisis like that's probably a decent time it's quite time. dismissive isn't it yeah.
1: t- t- towards that part of oneself
11: exactly and um yeah In that sense like what is in the mainstream which can be kind of like for men like if you're really angry or violent there's probably something emotional going on anyway but it's coming out in a different way and a lot of people find that they channel that in their music as well so my point is essentially it's always there but how it comes out is is in a like a myriad of ways essentially
1: yeah 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 so you got. i keep on thinking you got something to add (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> what i was going to say is that there's spaces for everyone but you have to find them because they're not going to be out there for black people like that because they're not trying to s- mm, no i can't say that um <clears throat> they are uh maybe not in our best interest to make us grow in in certain ways but there are spaces for all people in terms of your sexuality, in terms of your mental health, in terms of, But curated by us, but they'll be far and wide. They'll be present or online, but there are these spaces in the UK. And I think that we kind of, we kind of play on... Not play on, but we, we rely on America's crux of like, OK, they set the path in this way. But do we have to because, you know, they've got their own kind of mentality over there. And and I just want to say that to make everyone remember this about us here, because we're special too, um, but we have other things available for us here. And I say that just from living in London and out of London and experiencing stuff around the UK that I didn't experience in London but it's still accessible online that I couldn't believe. And I was like, right, okay, our community is still strong. Yeah. Uh, black, I'm Caribbean, but also African too. Do you know what I'm saying? It's for everyone. So I just want to say that, you know, don't, don't be too down on our slot um, f- compared to the Americas.
1: <laughs> Let's... Uh, the- um, Wolf, do you want to go next? No, go for it, Wolf. Wolf, Wolf, go next.
0: Ask Jordan, what, what was your was the line that you said about um cause you radical the lyric. yeah the lyric was, um, never, never cried in a, a crisis i never said I, t- I never even heard that part but i know that that's basically what it means to be a black man in the uk <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah um and i'll be honest with you what you're saying is true yeah but the perception of being a black man there's nothing out there that that's the perception. So I just wanna go back to the responsibility in which we have to support artists like Koji Ko, sorry. Um Koji. Koji? Koji? I don't know. Um <laughs> I'm East African, sorry. The pronunciation's not the same. Um but yeah, I just feel like we have to support artists like that and also create an environment where people can speak because that is the code. Like Yeah, definitely. There there's people out there but I feel like we need to support artists like this. To create a different environment and a different perception, basically. Yeah.
6: Um, I just actually wanted to ask something. It was based on what you said, and then so it can you s- speak it a little okay, Sorry, so it was just based on what something you said, and then the c- conversation kind of just like went in s- like the direction that it's in now. Excuse me. So you mentioned something about um the p- you know basically having it harder as a black man than a black woman and. I like I find that very interesting, but in th- in terms of like I understand wh- why you would say something like that in terms of like the spaces that you know that are created for Black women to be more expressive etc. But obviously like it's a very tough comparison, so it's one of those things where I would say instead of comparing it wouldn't 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 it be more productive for us to actually focus less on the comparison, and actually now start to focus on actually creating those spaces for black men in this society. That's how I feel about that specifically, because you can't compare the plights of a black woman to the plights of a black man. We go through so many more things than they, uh, well not more things than they do, but we do experience things in a different level, like for example, violence. And, you know, as a man, obviously, physical building, et cetera, you're it's easier for you to defend yourself. So, I-, I mean, in terms of those things, you know, like, if we're going to talk about, you know, th- in general terms, like, you know, the plight of a man versus the b- the black man versus the black woman, then obviously it's a very tough conversation. But I do agree in terms of creating spaces for black men to feel more safe in the same way that black women are created. But obviously it's it's very tough. It becomes tough for even the black woman when those comparisons begin to be made because, are uh, uh, you know, are being made because then it's one of those things where, it's like okay, do we now do less for black women? No. We should just do more for black men. That's how I feel.
9: Go for
1: it. Sorry, go for it. Okay. Oh. No, no. Sorry, let her respond to that, Damien, then we'll come back to you.
10: No, I think that's very true because that is like a really important point. And when I used to say it to my friends, they were always like how or why? Um and in some ways I do think that the comparison Is unnecessary but I mean how I mean it is specifically in the English context is because I know that as a black woman I can be myself around my family and around certain spaces that I've created with my friends or other places whereas I feel like males in my family wouldn't have that ability and they wouldn't have that space in many other places because Like, I think my mom even said, like, your dad doesn't have feelings like we do. (laughs) And then what she meant was basically, like, the way he feels things is different. And maybe that is true to a certain extent, but I I feel like he has learned over such a long time that his feelings are not as... Where they're not meant to be said out loud, basically, and so that's why I think, s- s- like, when I say you're not allowed to be this full spectrum of yourself as a black male in London or like in England in general, I mean, it as in, like, it is really sad, and I do think, like, there are the, like, there sh- we should just focus on building the spaces rather than making the comparisons. So I do definitely agree on that point, and I do think that, yeah, we do have we do have it <laughs> very bad in many many other ways um, but yeah just in terms of um, the context and also in terms of just um, I'm trying to like say my point in the best way that I want to make it is around um, what I think is really sad and that I see sometimes when I go elsewhere where you haven't had to basically live in England is that you are allowed to be every single little thing that you want to be, irregardless of whether that makes anybody happy. So say, for example, I never hear black men say, I feel anxious. I'm sure they do feel anxious. Or, like, I, they never say, I feel lonely. And, like, those are things that I have heard people say, where it's like, I'm lonely right now, you know?
0: Yeah. Sorry, j- I just want to piggyback off that. I forgot to say something. Like, basically... um There's a study that came out in regards to like women and men, black men in education, for example. So, black men usually do bad in education, whereas black women do well. So in the home, for example, they say that, you know, a black woman will have their mum to look up to. They know they have to survive. They have an example. Whereas with a black child, a black male child, they don't have nothing. So as they go through the educational system, they're discriminated. As they go through the employment system, they're discriminated. Whereas they say that white people are not threatened as much as black towards black females, so w- black females can succeed more sometimes in a corporate environment more than black males, and they black males get suppressed and put into a bracket of you know crime, drugs, and whatever, anyway. So that's what I understand of it is, but I still believe that black women are have it harsher. But that is what I, I, I've seen in terms of research, yeah. At d- th- d-
1: d- 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 hey, Dami, do you want to talk and then we'll go on to another point? No, are you good, yeah? Okay, I f- I think I think this is actually really interesting. Um and I think a lot of what I'm hearing is around um like the topic of like self-image and um you know stereotypes and I guess um the stereotypes which not the stereotypes which aren't just broad broadcasted out there. Um, but also the stereotypes that we as people um, live up to ourselves. Like, even though, you know, we could say that, you know, capitalism has, you know, a strong hand in um, these images and these stereotypes which are pushed, do you think that kind of absolves us of any kind of accountability as far as us living up to them or people in general? living up to them. Do you think that there needs to be a a certain degree of accountability as far as what we feel and what it is that we then go on to do?
11: I can can come in on that, or I'll try. Um, Accountability is the word of the week between you and I. Like I think it's a very powerful thing. I think uh, something that you mentioned um, was that, you know, Growing up, you might even like have a screw face on when you leave the house. And there's a point where you realise, like why? Why am I doing this type of thing? I think um, people should be accountable for like how they interact with the world, for sure. But sometimes these things are working on us um, um, quite unconsciously. Once they're brought to the light, I think that's important. But um, I think, yeah, it's like unpicking like, the level of programming that uh, that that we receive or, or, or like are indoctrinated into early on in life. And um, just to add on that, I feel like it's related to, you said earlier about ko radical being like, maybe outside of the norm type of thing. I think um, it's a bit chicken and egg, but that, that like unconscious way of being is related to the kind of music we keep putting out, which is also related to the unconscious way of being. And it's like a vicious cycle. cycle. yeah.
5: There we go. Yeah, all the microphones. Um, so I'm not really—I really don't understand your question, to be honest, because to me, when you're talking about accountability, like I'm just wondering at what cost to yourself. You know, is this accountability coming from? Um, I guess I need to understand like where you're, re- like, what you're really asking. Yeah, of yeah, course. Cool. In, in regards to like the album too.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So um as far as the album goes, like there's um like a lot of emphasis on on um on like stereotypes, right? Particularly like negative ones which have been, you know, assigned particularly to black men throughout the ages, you know. Um one of like the running themes throughout the album is where he says Um, There's nothing more dangerous than a black man with intelligence, especially if he has some relevance, right? And um, that goes on to speak to, at least for me, you know, the stereotype of, I guess, black men in general um, conforming to um, a stereotype which doesn't align with intelligence, you know? And then you have certain stereotypes revolved around You know, um, drug dealing, um, womanizing, um, fathers abandoning their children, and the list goes on, right? And these topics are covered um, in the album. But what I'm saying is, um, in reference to that, is that like a lot of times, you know, people can do these things. You know, so they can abandon their children. You know, they can, you know, be uh, a womanizer. You know, they can be a drug dealer. But instead of looking at their actions and taking accountability for their actions, they're instead, you know, pointing to a system, so to speak, which they blame for how it is or what it is that they've become.
5: Cam, hmm. let me say with that. Because I'm, I'm still trying to grasp, like, where does the accountability come from, and why should someone feel, like, why should they feel like that? I mean, I understand there's a stereotype with it, but I'm just still trying to understand the connection.
1: Cool. Well, well you know, sit with, you, let me and, with it, and, and and then if you let wanna you. respond to it, yeah, the, the floor I'm be almost yours.
13: I mean, I think it's I think it's interesting in terms of, uh, like.
1: You got something to say, Shaz?
14: I was just saying that it's an excuse that men probably use that to get away with living up to certain stereotypes. Maybe. Maybe.
1: Yeah. Hey, back to Daniel now. (laughs) I just wanted to say that, um,
13: you know, I think generally within black culture, there's a certain male archetype that's accepted, and I think it's marketed by mostly hip-hop music you know we're we're either known for being entertainers or sports people and it's like if you're a certain type of black man it's kind of accepted it's like there's a pre-established archetype for you to kind of be like if you're a yo 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 i'm a road man i'm a, it's almost like it's expected of you and well, it's also glorified yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah yeah and when i look around this room like the type of men that are in here aren't what society typically expects to be that type of black man, you know. Everybody's having an intelligent discussion. We're not in here doing violence, drilling, smoking weed. You know, <laughs> kind of madness, you know what I'm saying? So the after party. So I think, like, you know, if you're if you're outside, I think we've even had this conversation before. If you're outside of that stereotypical archetype, it's almost like. Society doesn't know how to necessarily deal with you. It kind of almost forces you, expects you to be that stereotypical inner city young black man. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And I think what's interesting is, is like, I don't know if people have kind of experienced that in this room, but like, if you know you're, you know you're you're speaking. I guess, in a way which is more articulate than someone white. was expecting. White, you're <laughs> white. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you, you speak very well. And, you know, that's, again, like, coming down to, you know, the the expectations and stereotypes that, you know, people, you know, generally, you know, kind of hold. But, anyway, you want to go on?
3: Um, yeah, so I wanted to build off what you were both kind of saying in regards to I feel like it's actually the opposite with the verse where he was saying there's nothing more intelligent. there's nothing more intelligent, there's no, nothing more dangerous than a black man with intelligence. I saw that as a way of him saying that it's, instead of taking things face value for what we've been told, you know, when we go into education, even though we're told about black history, we're not told about everything about black history. It's his, his, his way of saying basically that when a black man actually, ooh, a black person in general, educates themselves on you know how we're actually you know represented and how well we're treated we're actually going no that's not something we have to take in it. we can act in a better way and on based on what you're saying as well um in regards to like the whole like slang and stuff like that the whole way that we have to like code switch and stuff like that is like it doesn't matter if we're speaking slang or if we're speaking proper english or whatever you want to call it like at the end of the day we can still carry ourse- carry ourselves we can still um talk in a way that people can understand and it just just comes down to other people's perspectives of it like if they want to see us as as bad people, then that's on that's on, that's on on them, we can still carry ourselves. Um, so yeah, us educating ourselves, um, and le- making sure that other people don't basically get to dictate who we are, that's, I think that's the most important thing. I don't think that was, you can still see it in the way that, that you're saying it, but I feel like it's, it's the opposite, if that makes sense.
1: Cool, no, good point.
2: I fully agree on what you're saying, um, but that's why y- you choose your destiny, isn't it? Like, if we're all indoctrinated, that's how we become, if we're here, because we are part of someone else's, or, or you know, all right, other, you know, we are in Britain <laughs> as other people's land, and we are indoctrinated by what we see on TV, what is, is portrayed to us in the media and stuff. It's your choice how you want to be portrayed. And I think that's why Koji is not as popular as he could be, it's just because he does speak some real shit. And even sometimes in this album, it's more tame than his previous work. But he's still getting it out there, and it's for you as a as a, your own person to decide whether, you know, because you can conform. You sometimes we have to conform to get by, but also you can also be yourself as a person to also get by. Because there'll be like-minded people around you who will see what you're working for or who you are genuinely, as opposed to what you have to portray yourself to be to 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 get along and get by in this England. Like, that's the thing. And so, that's... (laughs) 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 You can laugh laugh about what I say, but it's real shit. But (laughs) I'm trying to be polite, okay? I'm not trying to be all this, but I'm trying to just be real about it, you know? His stuff was tame in comparison to what he has put out before, but he was still trying to convey a message of, yeah, listen, my people, You know, you've got to be you. Whether you take heed of that is your business or not. But I like the fact that he is a pioneer in our generation for it, because there's not many really out there. I love drill. I love bribe. I do love that. I do love it. I'm almost 30 years old. I love that shit. I love it. However, (laughs) however, no, uh, because people make me feel, <laughs> oh, <old>. however, <laughs> however, I appreciate that the artists, because I say artists, I don't say rapper, I say artists like Koji, who put out that message like, nah, we're more than that, because we are. You just got to actually believe and not be indoctrinated as as we are programmed to be by media and society. Okay. Hey.
14: Mic drop. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Go Wolf. And then Dami. Oh. I, I just want so to say, we'll for um, shards and then. So, you I and think then done. what
14: you were saying about how you took it, I think it's about perception, so that that's how you perceive the message. But I think, what was he saying about intelligence?
1: Um, there's nothing more dangerous than a black man with, uh, with intelligence. I think
14: some people might take that literal, where they might dumb themselves down, they might play up to. Being stupid. Yeah, so like it's all down to perception, like that's how you took the message, but other people might take it differently. Yeah. And same with what you were saying as well, it's about perception, like, some people might feel like they've got the space to be who they are, others might not. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I just wanted to say, for me, like that line, so what is it that if you're, there's nothing more dangerous dangerous than uh,
14: a black man with intelligence.
0: For me, that reminds me of the line of Kanye West, um, even if you're still in a...
1: In a coop or something. What's the line? It's all yeah. falls yeah. down, yeah. ain't it? You're yeah.
0: still, even if you're in a Benz, you're still a nigger in a coop. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: it. Yeah, yeah. Do you
0: know what I mean? For me, that's what Koji was saying with that line for me. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a very powerful statement because I think it's true, which is what I was saying before in terms of like, you know, people are scared of black men. Black men do not succeed in education, really. They don't succeed in the corporate world because people are scared of them. Do you know what I mean? And they've put us to be this way or whatever and we need to examine it in more depth. Yeah. I think
13: I think I think it's interesting you said about perception. Um, you know, sometimes reality reality over Trump's perception. Like even, you know, you said about, you know, nothing more dangerous than an intelligent black man by the or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like we've we've had history shown that, you know, people like Malcolm X and Martin Luther, if you're too intelligent or you poke your head too far up above the pit, mm. no matter what your uh, perception of yourself is mm. the dominant society or those who are in power are going to impose what their view of you is on you you know so it is dangerous to become an intelligent black person i mean yeah, it's intelligent yeah, yeah. to be anybody that challenges the status quo in the system but yeah, you know especially yeah, yeah. if you're a black person there is actual validity to danger in fact that there is danger for personal life
9: yeah yeah come too i think i think what i took from that line is yeah i think what i took from that line is like, wh- what did you say the line is again i'm <laughs> i can't remember i can't remember the line <laughs> <laughs> i just know the meaning but i can't remember the line (laughs) i think i said it more
1: more than koji himself um there's nothing more dangerous than a black man with intelligence particularly with relevance oh
9: yeah so for me what i feel from that line is just basically saying is that yeah like obviously like if like obviously if a black man is like not like if if it's like in a poor state or in the struggle yeah you're not gonna win and then even if like you're gonna elevate and reach a higher status as well. They're gonna be saying, you know, oh, this guy cheated his way to the top and stuff like that. So, I, yeah, I think that's what I got from the line. It's like you could be in a poor state or you could be in a higher state. You it know, doesn't uh, matter. It doesn't really matter. From I think that's what he was just basically trying to say through yeah, yeah, that yeah. line. Yeah.
1: Um, we've got Princess, then we have this gentleman here, and then we'll have. But if you pass the mic to Keith, so then Princess can pass the mic over to. This gentleman here once he's done once she's done.
15: Can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. Um I don't know. I've been listening, and some bits of the conversations I've like agreed with, other bits I've not. I feel like the easiest way to navigate this is to be like, okay, my rating and to stick close to the album would probably be like a four. Don't want to be controversial and say three point nine, I'll say a four. I feel like The succinct, the succinct thing I would say is that like language and words matter. That's like my first thing. I feel like when we are talking about a plethora of issues, there's so many things that are like happening in our community, etc. So many things he touches on in his own life. I feel like when you're talking about issues that are important like this, there's a certain way in which the narrative that you tell—it's not just the thing that you're saying; it's how many times other people have said the same thing, and then what message are you reinforcing? So the issues that I sort of had were, the things he, are talk- he is talking about are so important, but the way in which the message is sometimes being delivered feels like it's falling into the stereotype whilst trying to dissect and, and kind yeah. of break down that stereotype. I feel like if you just if you look at I guess if you look at the album if you look at certain lyrics like when he's talking about oh maybe it's because his lips are big maybe it's because like his dick is big i feel like as much and as his hair is nappy you're trying to make a like beyonce has covered that <laughs> as much as you're trying to like make a point that's valid the way in which you're conveying that message feels like there was a better way or a, a better way to to use a metaphor an illusion that could could say the same thing i feel like when you're looking at i guess Even the, like, he makes a reference to J. Cole's, like, neighbors, like, oh, I think the neighbors think I'm selling drugs. J. Cole's, I think the neighbors think I'm selling dope. I feel like there's a lot of, I guess, intertextuality, like, where he's making references to other songs where you have, like, kind of the historical. He knows his stuff, basically. I think where I struggle is if you use the voices of many people to tell your own story, then what is your story? And that's why I feel like he is telling his story could it have been done in a more elevated way, given what I expect from him? Okay, you think sense? that it could have been more
1: nuanced to his own personal experiences?
15: I feel like it is nuanced to his own personal experiences, but the language which that he, he uses is quite reinforces certain got stereotypes. Got you,
1: got you, got you. No, really good point. Um, this gentleman here.
7: I kinda just wanted to make a, uh, a brief point that touches upon a lot of the things that people have said I think, in terms of the idea of accountability, I think tribes are important. And when I say tribes, I mean in the fact that what a lot of us have said is, you know, being a black man and the the how difficult it is trying to grow up and also navigate our surroundings, uh, and that's why a lot of I don't want to say a lot, but that's why we find that there are men who kind of um, fall into and perpetuate the negative stereotypes. So to that point, I would say I feel it's important that we really bring back and enforce the idea of having tribes. So the whole, I don't want to say man in the mirror, but like starting from home and building from there, Who, yeah, yeah. who is within your reach that you can touch first? Because we can't necessarily change the world but we can change the person that we have within our reach, our younger sibling, our younger brother, the the local man from across the street, who, who, you know what what I mean? So I feel like if we can get to a place where we can encourage and build our tribes and look out for the ones who are coming after us, then that is part uh, part of the solution, but also I feel like we also have to allow people to just th- go through that experience of growing up and learning the hard truths. Some people are just not going to listen to the truths that we tell them o- on surface. They sometimes have to go, go through, through that this the the the, the, experience. the the learning curves and the, the growing truths and the growing pains. I feel like if we can encourage both then the the ideas of holding yourself accountable those journeys those conversations can become easier yeah. in the long term
1: yeah go. v- very good point i think um for the sake of time um we will round I'll tr- up i'll try and keep with it brief Keith and then um this gentleman here yeah i'll try
4: and keep it brief um i'm not gonna lie i lost my point like maybe about like four times just on the last two speakers because my mind was blown a couple of times um i think a key word that's been mentioned a couple of times is perception
1: and I thought it was going to be accountability well that, that too
4: that too <laughs> the perception for me in the sense that um I heard earlier that um I think the word something along the lines that like black men use it in his, as an excuse, and it leads me back to that line again, the dangerous line i'm not going to go for it again because <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you'll remember it um the way I took that particular that particular line is that um well for me, being someone who works in a corporate environment i've studied maths at uni, I've worked for like a become and all that kind of stuff I've done quite well for myself, and for me, I see that as for me to be in this space, I'm more dangerous because I've had to overcome certain obstacles, um, certain hurdles to get here. Which means I've, I've I deserve this. Like a lot of us suffer from imposter syndrome, but we should like look at it from another angle and be like, I've had to come through all of this. I deserve to be here. I'm more dangerous than all of you, motherfuckers. That kind, of, that kind of, that kind of vibe. <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> so it's all about perception. That's the internal perception. But I know a lot of people might see me as a diversity quote, like all that kind of, that kind of vibe. So it's all about perception. But internally, I see myself as far more dangerous than them, man, because I made it. I, like in that, that sense.
1: Good but for yeah. you, bro, man. No, really. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> really. Let's let's finish. Yeah,
8: yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Fucking true bill. Exactly what you're saying. You know, and like. To be honest with you, is, right? I'm well traveled. I'm fucking all over the globe, you know what I mean. Seeing different faces, different relations, you name it, I've seen it, right? And I'm telling you one thing: it doesn't really matter when it comes down to it. We're all one. We all are equal. And like some of my business partners, you know, African Americans, they like I I could give you a list. Uh, I actually have w- a new contract that I've just recently signed with the uh, Andrew, uh, sorry, Alexander Harrell. Uh, he's the uh, the only African American to work with the Chinese government. This guy is a fucking real life wizard. You know what I mean? He he's doing some shit that you haven't even seen. You know what I mean? F- first guy to fucking make the the Bluetooth uh, um, tethered from the phone to the the TV he made that African-American, you know what I mean? So it's like, there is a, a lot of suppression going down here, but it's like, just remember where, where he's at. And it's like, yo, we're all one. We are equal. Let's take things to the next level and, and work uh, as a, uni- a unified force. No, 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 I, I get what you're saying, you know, you, you, you know what I mean? But where I'm from, like, you know what I mean? Belfast, I don't know if you know, but like, you know, fucking, I, I, I was given a, I, I was, I was, told to be british whenever i'm actually irish and it's like right i got two passports whatever yeah i, I sort of f- feel somewhat of the 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 similar struggles and i'm not trying to say that it is uh, you know of, of any sort of you know different uh, levels but we have certain people in this world that i personally know that you guys you know should speak to you and they would be open to speak to you and they're very powerful positions and they're making changes in this world that you wouldn't believe just like obama did you know and and just like the the way hip-hop's going i'm i'm glad that we've had this discussion tonight because you know hopefully koji sees it and understands that there needs to be this unified approach and you know that the Irish wave hasn't even came yet. I
1: think I think that I think those are really strong words there. Okay. Uh, even though I said we'll finish with you, I think we do have people who actually want to respond to that. Um we we'll, and this when I say when I say this is done, like this is done after mm-hmm. this year. So we're gonna go with princess first, then we're gonna go with this lady in the back. Oh <laughs> and my man here, Chris.
15: Okay, I'll try to make this, like, very brief, succinct, et cetera. I won't go with how I was initially going to deliver it, but the content will essentially be the same. I think it's important when we're talking about people, a culture or people's experiences, what we shouldn't do is be like, we're all one, because, quite frankly, we're, all not, we're not all one. Like, we wouldn't be talking about these issues if we were all one. So I think it's really dismissive and kind of insidious to, to do that, even if it's well-intentioned. So let's, like put that there I think that also actually links to the the earlier conversation that was happening about men black men black women I think the analogy I'd almost use there is it's very much okay for someone to talk about their pain their personal experiences and for it not to negate your own so I think whenever you feel the needs to be like oh but I feel this too yeah that's that's fine but right now we're talking about a particular thing and it's not okay to not allow that space to sort of to be there, so I think yeah, it's important to just be like we all wish we would be one, but we wouldn't be talking about this issue if we were. So I I'll pass the mic. now.
1: Cool. Thank you. This lady here at the back. oh you don't want to talk anymore? Um, Chris. All right.
12: Hi everyone. Um. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this because I I don't want to offend anybody. Um. But basically, no. But I mean, like, because what I'm saying is kind of. I don't know, it's a, it's a bit deep, but you know this idea of like us all being one. Um, I understand where you're coming from, um, in a sense of us being different. Um, but I feel like some of the things that I've heard today, um, we've not necessarily gone into as much depth into how different we all are, like among black people. Because actually, like you mentioned, the difference between um, black men and women in education. But actually, you can break that down further between Africans and Caribbeans in education. And um, when you look at like men in society, um, I've got some, I grew up in Tottenham, and I've got a lot of friends that are like road, you know, still in road, been in prison, out of prison. And actually I've been in some deep conversations about emotions with road man. You know what I mean? We've been in conversations with people like Jamal, etc., who are like, been in, in out of prison. And um, in discussions we've sat and expressed like people's feelings and that kind of stuff. And I think it goes back to what you were saying with tribes. Because actually the tribes exist, but we're in a society where um, those tribes are now in gangs, as opposed to like being constructive. You know, communities. Communities. Yeah. yeah. But those things still happen. You know, like Mandem still open up to Mandem, but just their Mandem. So we don't necessarily see like a lot of these black bodies expressing themselves because they express themselves to us, but but as us expressing themselves to each other. And I think like, the, last, the last thing I'm gonna say is like, this idea of I- intelligence, you know, and like, kind of what it means to like, even be intelligent in the UK because a lot of what it means to be intelligent in the UK means conforming to a system. You know what I mean? I've done it. I've worked in corporate environments, I'm still in the corporate environment, but for me to do that, it means that I have to conform to a system that I don't necessarily agree with. So it's like, we're saying like, you know, a lot of these black brothers on the road aren't necessarily, are dumbing themselves down, not necessarily being intelligent. What does it mean to be intelligent? doesn't mean them conforming to a system which is racist. You know what I mean? Actually, in society, these people, um, the brothers who are almost not conforming to that and being the stereotype, or almost being the most defiant against that system, just for our perspective on it, you know what I mean? So actually, they're taking a stance of like, in my opinion, the kind of defiance that is gonna lead to revolution at some point. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, nah, good. Oh wow, we were clapping to that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, thank you Chris. I think I think we round up there, you know. Um wow, that was that was a lot, man. That was a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think um and I think that's that that's what we want to, you know, take from these discussions, you know, because obviously there's a lot more substance um behind, you know, um the music that we listen to and engage with outside, you know, the, 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 the you know, the sheer um, shell of just entertainment, you know, and um, which is what has brought us all together here today and, you know, really have, have strong discussions. So as I said, I think we'll end it there. Um, thank you all so much um, for coming. If you can give ourselves a round of applause you know um you know, I know um you lot probably put the put the put my face on all of this but you know this couldn't have been achieved if it wasn't um, for 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 my team so um you know we have Liam here who's been directing behind the scenes we have Daniel here who's been he's partner in crime <laughs> And then we have our Luke. We ha- then we have Luke here, our um, videographer, who's um, <laughs> been silently helping us. And um, and yeah, well, and and before before we leave, um, a shameless plug: like, make sure if you aren't already that you follow us on Instagram at Beats Rhymes Debate. And um, from there, you can kind of follow us and um, see what we've been doing, what we're gonna be doing, and. And yeah, so um, see you lot next time, guys, and thank you.